Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the sit down, the special edition. Um, we had uh, Pat here before, and uh, we, you know, we talked about uh, different things that uh, he did with um, uh, saving money. And, you know, he gave us a, a lot of good quality tips on um, credit and, 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 and just different things with uh, uh, financial wellness. Uh, and, uh, we had, you know, kind of talked after the show and, uh, you know, he had mentioned that he'd like to come back and, and talk about something, uh, a little bit more personal and, um, which, I mean, this is what the sit down is all about. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pat came back and, um, he wanted to share a story with you guys and, or his story personally, and how he dealt with, um, uh, sobriety and, um, and his struggles with it and his uh, triumphs with it. And uh, I definitely can't wait to hear your story, but uh, this is going to be a, a special edition, which, you know, typically I, you know, got a set of questions for people and, and, you know, we, we kind of have different topics, but this is going to be an addition to which uh, we're going to give Pat the stage to, you know, kind of discuss everything that he has uh, to say about sobriety. And hopefully we can get a lot of feedback on it of uh, either, you know, someone who's struggling with it or, or if you yourself are struggling with it and, you know, you can definitely reach out to him or, or contact us to, uh, you know, add your feedback or ask some questions or whatever. So, uh, without, uh, any further, I'm gonna shut up and, uh, give, give, give the stage to my boy, Pat, you know, welcome back. Happy Thank new you, year, man. man. And, Same um, you. I know you got a lot going on, uh, you know, the new wedding coming up and all of that. Less and, than a month. Oh man, that's <laughs> going to be awesome, man. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, man, just uh, go ahead and uh, tell your story about sobriety and you know where, where, where Pat came from. Well, I was raised pretty much around alcohol, drugs, all that, all the fun stuff. And I say fun in quotations. Um, I mean, my dad was always big into drugs, partying when I was a little kid and whatnot. He got heavy into drugs. Talking about when I was 10, the house I grew up in got shot up because of it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't living there at the time, but I wasn't there, but fact of drugs. So like I started drinking at age 12, started stealing mad dog 2020s and asking old men at the grocery stores, I'd buy them one if they'd get me one. So started drinking at a young age with my friends, drinking at the park, whatnot, getting into trouble. And I never really, had like a alcohol problem then. I just like to have fun. I like to party and whatnot. And then as I got older, I started experimenting with drugs. I also have an older brother and he, I, it's easier to get introduced to that kind of stuff when you have an older brother. It's just facts, especially if they get into it. So I started experimenting with drugs. I did cocaine the first time when I was, I think 14. And I tripped on shrooms for the first time when I was 14. That was an accident. My brother had a cup of shroom tea and I, didn't know what it was and I chugged it. Uh, it was that was a trip. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so watch what you leave. Yeah. <laughs> kids will kids will experiment with it. Anyway, so like as I got older, got you know partying a lot, drinking a lot, and I was never really a mean drunk or whatever until I got like unhappy in my late 20s. I got out of bad relationships and whatnot, and I was drinking all the time, and, and I started getting aggressive, not like aggressive towards like my ex or anything like that. Just I just wasn't a happy person. I would drink to get in, make myself more miserable. And 
it got mm. to the point where it started getting more and more and more like where I had to be at the bar because I didn't want to drink alone. So I ended up going to the bars a lot, getting drunk, and then picking up beer to drink at my house, going to work, hungover, still drunk, and repeat over and over and over. And um, it got so bad where I couldn't sleep that where I went to the doctor and they prescribed me Xanax. So I'm over here popping Xanax and getting drunk every night. I don't know. I don't know how I kept my job personally. And, um, and so this went on for like four years where I would just, I didn't realize I was unhappy, but I was constantly drinking and it was a big rotation. Drink myself to fall asleep, couldn't fall asleep, pop his annex, drink some more. It was just a big circle. Actually, half of it I don't even remember because I was so more fucked up than I thought I was. Um, anyways, I kind of like meddled out on the pills a little bit and just, I wouldn't call myself, I was ever an alcoholic, I, but I would say I had a drinking problem. To me, I th- a lot of people have different opinions. I think an alcoholic, and this is me growing up around alcoholics and drug addicts pretty much my whole life, an alcoholic needs, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. needs it. I, I was the type of person, I can drink for a week straight, pounding it and just getting belligerent off my mind for a week straight, two weeks straight, three weeks straight, not touch it for a week. And if that makes sense, like I... I, I didn't feel like I was addicted to alcohol. Do do people that are, are are do people that are addicted to alcohol feel like they're addicted? Um, a lot of people don't know they are. Right. But an alcoholic, and um, I might be wrong here. This is just mm-hmm. my opinions and from my experience, whatever. Um, you can like if you you can, you can die. Alcoholics can die when they when they get off of alcohol. When they quit alcohol, they can die. Um, and they have bad withdrawals. Like I never have withdrawals. Okay. But um, I just realized that like I was unhappy. Like I just, I, I would argue, I would get into fights with my mom, like argue over like, little stuff, snap at her. Like whenever she'd ask me like, a question, I would snap at her. Like, why, why the fuck are you asking me that stupid shit? There was one time I was at my parents' house. I think it was the 4th of July. And I think I got into it with my brother. And like I said, it was a blur. I got into my brother. A cop came. A constable came. And says, there a problem? I said, fuck you, motherfucker. Arrest me, bitch. Like, I said this to him. I don't remember this. My dad had to come outside and beg him not to put me in jail. And like, I don't remember this stuff. But that's how that's how belligerent I was. Um, and this is like my late 20s or going to early 30s. And I, I stayed drinking and whatnot. And, um... But I started calming down, but I was still drinking. Like I, but I was, I was more like a weekend warrior. And um, I think I found like more of like activity, like working out, cycling, running, and stuff like that. I think it kind of calmed. It made me not want to drink as much, but I still drank. I, I was more of a social fun drinker. And then, um, and then, one day I was, I wrote, I had a ride, a hundred mile ride one day, and I was drunk the night before, and I was throwing up on the side of the road, but I finished it. And then I was like, I got home and I was like, I'm going to take a break from drinking. And that break went on forever. 
Like I realized that I did. I'm just a better person without it. Hmm. Yeah, I said something, man. It stuck on my mind. Uh, uh, you know, in your story, um, you said it. You drink to stay miserable. What I mean by that is like, I think I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. I well, I know I was unhappy. Yeah. It was like I went, I went through a bad breakup. People go through them, and I, and I was depressed. So the only way I was able to express myself is through alcohol. And like where I like okay. say like I, I'm not really an aggressive person. So like I would drink and next thing I know I'm getting in a bar fight because that was my way of releasing what, of releasing what I had. Hmm. And like like I said, getting in a fight with my brother and me cussing out a cop, which I'm 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 glad my dad came outside and threw me inside and begged the cop not to put me in jail because you know. Um and it's stuff like that. And so it was like a, it was like a constant rotation. I would I was unhappy, so I drank to make myself more unhappy. Like, kind of like I guess I, I liked being unhappy. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like you know, the average person wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't connect that, but I mean, I, I feel like that's an interesting mm-hmm. statement. I feel like that that might be more common than we think Mm -hmm. in a lot of other people, even though they may not realize it, you know, uh, whether it's drinking alcohol or drugs or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that, that you do sometimes you want, I guess you like the feeling of what it does for you after something bad has happened. Right. So like I'm angry about the breakup. So I'm drinking. Wow. Now that drink after that breakup is memorable versus the drink during the relationship, right? Because that drink did something for you at the time you were feeling mm-hmm. some way. So now you got addicted to the recovery part, right? To yes. the To the, this is what I'm going to do about it. And it mm-hmm. feels good that I'm doing this about something that pissed me off yeah. or something that hurt me. So it's like, now I need to find something else that hurt me so I can drink to make that better. Mm-hmm. Now I need to go find, so it's like, I can, I can see how that makes sense, right? It's almost like the guy, the person who's addicted to opiates they're going to, you know, break their own hand yeah. or, or do something bad to themselves to harm themselves just to get more pills. So it's like, okay, dang, I'm now I'm, I'm starting to be addicted to hurting myself well, so I can get the, what the, so I can get the fix for it. A lot of this also started, um, and I have a hatred for, and they have their place, pills, prescription pills. Yeah, um, uh, pills have literally screwed up my family. And I'm not saying the pills screwed my family, but yeah, condone to it. Like, there's a lot of stuff I'm not going to get into that pills have really screwed up some stuff. But um, when I was going through that breakup, I was a, I was a smoker. I got put on Chantix. You know what Chantix is? Mm-hmm. It, and what Chantix does, it blocks a chemical in your brain that makes you happy so you're not so you don't enjoy cigarettes. I forgot. I don't know the science behind it. Hmm. It works. I quit smoking like 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 that. And that's when I got into a, like, oh, I couldn't sleep. And then me and home chick broke up and that's when it all started. So I would drink, couldn't go to sleep. I would drink to put myself to sleep because I was miserable. And then I couldn't sleep. So I had to take a Xanax and then an Ambien sometimes. So yeah, it prescribed me a Xanax because it gave me anxiety and kept me up. And then they gave me an Ambien because the Xanax wasn't strong enough, but they 
It was like they kept prescribing me shit. <laughs> and but I, I, I got off the pills like six months, mm. which I, I think I'm lucky because those things are pills are addicting as hell. But um, I kept up with the alcohol um, up until like 2013. I was drunk. Like I said I was drinking, but I wasn't like I, I was a happy drunk. I would drink to party, and then I just finally just quit it. It, it's it's, I, and I'm a firm believer. There's no such thing as a happy drunk, mad drunk, or depressed drunk. I think that's who you are. The alcohol just like, helps release it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, um, like you said, it it. It like in your situation, you said you drunk because it made it easier to release. Yeah, it made right? it easier to release. So, it, it, I'm pretty I, I'm pretty sure that that occurs a lot for every uh, for other people. Whether you drink to finally come out and do what you really want to do or say what you really want to say, mm-hmm. uh, whether you drink because you know you're upset and that's the only way you, you can get relieve of the tension or the mm-hmm. stress or the pain or whatever. So. Um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, I lost a lot of friends in that time. I like, and you know, some were like stuck by me and whatnot. But I lost a lot of people did not want to be around me because, like, like I said, I wasn't like really aggressive where I would like pick fights with my friends. I would just, I was just an asshole. Now, like, um, you know, uh, with the with being sober, because I know that a lot of. Uh, techniques that um rehab places use and pretty much any any uh, other um you know help source that you would go to dealing with addiction um they uh sometimes i kind of like just replace the addiction with something else yeah like you know if i'm addicted to this then i'm going to give you a different hobby it really doesn't do nothing about the fact that you're addicted to something it just changes your addiction from one thing to another so it's like Okay, instead of being addicted to drinking, maybe we should get him addicted to something more positive. And, and I and I'm I'm a big I'm big on that because I think what happened was um, when I when I started not drinking all the time, and actually even when I did drink, I was happier. I got into cycling really heavy, and and it made me. I feel that made me a happier person. I've also I also separated myself from a lot of people like people in my family and certain friends and whatnot. And I noticed that like I can go out and get drunk with, with with friends and not worry about getting into a fight, not worrying about getting into an argument, not worrying about and, and not and not go home depressed. Um and then but like and so I think cycling and working out really helped me deal with all that. Now um and I always, I always suggest that it's like if someone if someone's depressed or they feel they have an alcohol problem, it, here's the thing: if you think you if if you think you might have an alcohol problem, there's a chance that you do. There's a bit you probably you, you do. You know, don't second guess it. Uh, find something to occupy your mind. Find a passion. See, I also didn't have a passion. Then my passion was getting fucked up. I found a passion and to replace it. To replace it. And um, even my fiance now, she'll ask me, she goes, are you ever going to like drink a beer or whatnot? She goes, she didn't know me when I was like that. Mm. And, and I'm glad because if she knew me when I was like that, I wouldn't be <laughs> married to her right now. Right. Um, 
and I and I sit there and say no because I'm not not saying like if I start drinking a beer that I want to go back to my old ways because that most likely won't happen. But I just feel like I'm, I have such bad memories with alcohol that I feel I'm just a better person without it. So why even reintroduce it to my to myself? Makes sense. Well, you know, and she doesn't drink either, so we kind of kind of help on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? I guess like when when you switched your passion, you switched from you know I, I was my passion was getting drunk all the time and partying or whatever. Now your passion is cycling or working out or being more. Do you feel a similarity in both when you're in the moment? Yes. Like is working out really hard the same as drinking a lot? Um, like you know when you're I want more, I want more, I want more, right? You want more drinks, you want more yes. drinks. Every time you get drunk, the more drunk you get, the more you want to keep drinking. Yes. Right, so it's like the more you work out, the more you want to... Mm-hmm. Well, so I, is, it, or is it is it like that? It's just like it. It's just a healthier and healthier and more legal and <laughs> respectful way, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like um, my, my grandmother died, was it, a little over a year ago, and it was an instant situation, and... I told I told Trang, my fiance, I was, I'm gonna this I, we weren't living together yet. I was like, I'm gonna go home and hop my bike and let my aggression out. I spent two hours on my bike just pounding away my legs. And it's like the same thing. It's like I that's that was my way of letting it out versus alcohol, which I would get drunk and go to a bar and pick a fight with a friend or a random guy or you know. So it it helped. It really did. Hmm. Oh, man, that's... Yeah, and I don't ride that much anymore, but like go to the gym or whatnot, it, it, it helps. And I suggest that to anybody is if you feel like you have a problem, you, you do. Go find a passion and it will definitely help you. And that's with depression too. True. And I'm not saying that for, case for, for everybody because, mm-hmm. you know, depression is something serious, but... I, and I always suggest this: find, try to find a natural way versus a, sub, a substance. So, yeah. Even if a doctor writes it down on a piece of paper, say go get this from the drugstore. Find a find a passion, because my experience, pills were not the best option for me. Well, you you eventually get immune to them, right? Like you take so many of them, it just stops having the having the effect that it's supposed to have. I, just like with with anything, right? Like. At, when you're when you're drinking like drunk like messed up yeah that one beer doesn't affect you like it was when you were a kid when you very first had a beer yeah. right like so you know and when you're when you've been drinking for a while it takes so much to get you drunk so yeah. like when you're taking those pills on a regular basis for so long to finally feel that effect you got to start taking a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more because you start to adjust to things so yeah um i got to the point I was so bad, like I would take a Xanax after drinking. I, I it, it wouldn't even put me asleep. I'm talking about Xanax is supposed to put you, calm you down, especially if you're chug a twelve pack of beer. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I'm a little guy, and there were some Sundays I would I would chug a case of case of beer by myself. Hmm. It, it it's it was crazy. It was crazy, and uh, 
I think back of the I think back of the stuff I used to do, and I'm like, I'm surprised I'm not in jail or dead or kill myself. Like I would drive down the freeway going 120 miles an hour, hmm. blitz, and that. And the thing is, it's like, why did I do that? Because hmm. I probably just didn't give a shit about myself or anybody else. <laughs> Can you? Because I know you touched on like you know. Like that cycle of drinking because you're miserable, then you drink to stay miserable. But mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like you're addicted to that situation, mm-hmm. right? Do you feel like even without alcohol? I know you had mentioned depression. Like people sometimes get addicted to depression, like the same way as like I'm not drinking, but I'm all the time. So I'm, I'm not. Like, I want another drink, I want another drink, now I'm addicted to drinking. Well, depression, you being used to being such so that feeling, yeah. right? You, you, you're addicted to always feeling a certain way. So no matter what you you take up on in life, that feeling is going to come across that. And, you know, it's kind of like how depression spreads, right? You, it's one situation may cause you to look at everything in that same way. And now everything you see and touch is going to have a a negative feeling or makes you continue to feel down or whatever. So, but yeah, man, it, 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 it made me think. So I want to, you know, see what you thought about, like, is, do you feel like pretty much you can get addicted to anything? I think so. I think anything's addicting. Like, um, I think working out is I'm addicted to it. Like if I take a rest day, I feel like I'm, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. even though it's good for you, yeah. You feel like I feel like I'm gonna gain eighty pounds, and you, you know, it, yeah. it, it, you, it's an addiction. It, it's that's what it is, and like that's how it was. Like, um, I'm training for a half marathon, and last week I had to take a break from running. I think it was like two weeks ago, and I thought I was like, damn, I'm not gonna be able to run this half marathon because I had to take a week off, <laughs> even though I came back the following week and just well, I was perfectly fine. Is that mental, you know? Um, but as for depression, I do think some people, and I, I don't want, I don't want to say this the wrong way, like being depressed, and not like right, yeah, because I, I've met people that they find ways to make themselves depressed, um, because that's what they know. So, and that's kind of like probably how I was, is like. I like it. I liked being miserable. It, I don't know if that makes sense. It, it, well, so it's like I think it's like the same concept. Like you said, some people like being depressed. It's either you like being you like the attention that it gets you. Like, like yeah. you know, when you're depressed, that that you know everyone wants to you know try to help you. So it's almost like that. Like a bunch of syndrome, right? When you're always trying to fake sick so you can get attention from the doctor. Yeah. And get attention from her. So I mean, sometimes I feel like yeah, depression can be that as well. Um, sometimes it's like okay, well, certain people have different feelings during depression. Some people don't know. Some people can mistake being depressed as being happy. Really. Yeah. Right. If you're in a messed up situation and it's messing you up, but yet you are trying to make light of it. Right. You're trying to justify the fact that you're continuing to be in it. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to force yourself to be happy about it. And then eventually you might trick yourself into being happy that you're in this situation that, you know, is killing you or, or mm-hmm. is tearing you down or breaking you down or causing you 
so much pain. Yeah. So um, I think overall, when they look back at it, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, nah, that wasn't good for me. But you probably can't lie and say, well, you know, at my drunkest, I didn't like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was fun. You know, yeah. I was on a line of coke out there. That, that was actually pretty fun. But, the, in the you know, it, it tore my body down or it, whatever effect mm -hmm. it had on you. Yeah, that was messed up. And I look back at it and say, I shouldn't have, or I, I know now not to do it ever again. Or mm -hmm. I can speak to people about the, you know, the dangers of it so they won't do it. But when I did it, <laughs> it was kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the same way. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. There's one thing I did notice when I was, when I was drinking a lot and being a asshole, um, a lot of people will act like they hate you like that, but they secretly love it because they see you miserable. And I'm not talking about family and friends or mm -hmm. close family and friends, because there's a difference between family and, and right. friends and close family and friends. A lot of people will sit there and talk about how much of an asshole you were when you were drunk and or fucked up, whatever. But they secretly love it because it makes them feel like they're better than you. I had people that would that would know that I was short-tempered while I was drunk at that time in my life. They would purposely piss me off and then get pissed at me for get for them get pissed at me for getting pissed off since they made me pissed off. I'm like, if you don't like me pissed off, why are you pissing me off? Um You know it's crazy, like um I I talk to my students a lot because, you know, the um, you know, most of them, the, the fact that you're in my class means you did some pretty bad things. So, uh, but I always talk to them when they're out, you know, in, in classes that I'm not around for, like the electors and things like that. And I'm like, you got to be careful because a lot of kids will encourage you to do things that they're too scared to do. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so when you're thinking about doing something bad, you know, cursing out a teacher or throwing a chair, oh yeah, they're going to, they're going to encourage you to do it or they're going to, because they know that that's something that they probably really want to do, but they're too scared to do or that they can't do. Yeah. So they're going to get the kid who they know is bad and they're going to keep telling him to do it so they can watch it and entertain and, and live through that. You know, so it's like somebody might not or be too scared to, you know, to drink a lot. So they want to bring Pat around because we know Pat going to drink and we're going to, and he going to do whatever I think I, that I want to do deep down inside that I'm too scared to do. So yeah. let me bring Pat along, you know, throw a couple of drinks his way, piss him off real quick and say, all right, release it because I want to release it. But yeah. yeah. I'm too scared to. Well, see, that, that, that's what was crazy is like a lot of my friends knew me from like my early 20s as being a fun drunk. I would get drunk and then want to do drugs and have fun, you know, stay up all night and whatever. But yeah, as I got older, same friends were around and they noticed me on the decline. And some, some of them, instead of asking me, hey, what's wrong? They'd encourage it. And... So I like, and I noticed once I kind of separated myself later on, I was, I, I end up, yeah, I end up getting happy where I could drink and be an adult, you know, like I would still do stupid stuff, like, but I was more of like a goofy, stupid drunk, like hurt see me <laughs> goofy drunk, you know, I'd like to jump on tables and shit like that and act like an idiot, act like a a drunken white boy, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, I just, I just feel like I'm better off without it. And, and the thing about it is, is like, if anybody quits 
drinking drugs or whatever, there's going to be always those people that are going to try to bring you down. There's still people to this day will sit there and say, you're, you were so much cooler when you were drinking. I'm like, you know, well, kiss my ass. You don't have to be around me. I'm not asking you to be around me. Like, it's like, there's only, there's only a couple people in this world that matter anyways. You know, it's crazy. Like how, how you mentioned that. And it kind of makes me think about other things that, uh, people, uh, maybe going through mm-hmm. that they might want to get out of it, but because other people around them are so used to them being that way that they stay. So like for the depressed person, you know, they attract a certain people around them, but if they're not depressed no more, those people have no reason to be around them anymore. Or if that were the main reason that they were around you, right? Like, so, you know, you say, Hey, I changed up from drinking. Now the old buddy that you roll with, who you drink with, want you to keep drinking. If you're not drinking, there's nothing mm-hmm. to kick you with. It's like, they're not going to come to the bike, uh, you know, the bike rides or the workouts or anything like that, that you actually are into now, you know, but they will be around you if you decide to go back and drink again. So, it's, oh, yeah. so you know, like I said, I'm, it, it, it kind of makes sense a lot too. And, and even in, and even when I think about my students, it's like, I'm, I'm, I've realized after talking to, a, you know, all of them that most of them act a certain way because they feel that other people expect them to. Yeah. Like once they got a feel of this is what happens when I act this way, then it's like, all right, well, now I owe it to everyone around me to give them what they expect of me, which is I'm going to run out of class. I'm going to scream. I'm going to cut teacher. I'm going to kick it. You know, I'm going to do whatever. Now I've become that kid that does this. So now when I go to school tomorrow, yes, oh, I've got to give the people what they want, you know, because I won't be known as that kid anymore. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want to get over their problems because they That's feel it. maybe that if I don't have a problem to complain about, then there's no, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. No one will pay attention to me or I'm not important no more. Right. I was, you know, they, they measure themselves by the issues that they have. So they, you know, all like you said, like uh, people who's always looking for other things to be depressed about or for other things to be mm-hmm. angry about or mad about. It's like they always need that that complaint mm-hmm. you know they always need something to complain about so you know they feel relevant which yeah. is kind of sad because that eventually makes them complain about every single thing in their life and no one wants to be around somebody like that so you know getting real lonely and crap and stuff so i mean it i think like you said man people really can be addicted to anything mm-hmm. but, I, I believe so and I don't like like I told you earlier. I don't think I was really addicted to the alcohol. I don't I, I don't I don't think I was an alcoholic. I think I was I think I was more addicted to what we're talking about. Like it, my the way of using alcohol to express myself. Because yeah. if I, maybe it wasn't alcohol, it might have been something else. Yes, because if 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 mm. if I feel like I was able to get rid of like addicted to substance easily, I don't think I would was able to break Xanax, which is highly freaking addicting like i'm talking about i woke up one morning and said i'd I'd rather not sleep than take this shit and uh, that you that thing the um what's called insomnia Mm. eventually faded but and i and i got to the point where i wasn't drinking every night that was like a a one-year stretch right there but even like in my rough patch there was i was there was still times where i was just like a weekend warrior where i would go on the weekends and just drink and drink and drink and nonstop. Mm. But um but yeah it's alcohol is like I'm not one of those people the next 
drinker that is anti-alcohol. Um, I'm, I'm, I just think it, it I'm, I'm, I'm anti-alcohol for some people. <laughs> right. Like me, I'm, it's not, it was not good for me. Yeah. That makes sense, man. I mean, it, 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 it shows that, um, like you said, like you, you replaced that passion with something else. I did. You know, and, and that's cool. And that actually leads me to the next question too. It's probably, you know, so we can wrap this up a little bit, but you switched your passion from drinking to cycling and cycling, stuff. working out and stuff. Yeah. What else do you think you could have possibly replaced that with? Like, what else are you passionate about that you could, that probably would have worked if you chose that route? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm a very high energy person, so I think anything physical would have would have been that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me mm. to say because I never went down that route. Like, yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm one of those people. Like, I'll switch to cycling, to working out, to running constantly. You know, as that I'll do, I'll, I'll always do all three. But there, I'll be more focused at this time of year for that, whatnot. Like right now, I'm running more than anything because I have to, kind of. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and if I don't run on Saturday mornings, I I get like freaked out because <laughs> I'm used to it now. Yeah. yeah man, well, sure. You got anything else to close out with, man? Um, I don't care if you hate me, dislike me, or love me. If you if you need anybody to talk to you about this, you're free to hit me up. Nah, that's cool. Man. And and I that's I always say that it's like I made a facebook post a while back is like i don't care if you think i'm annoying you think i'm an asshole or what if you feel like you have a problem you and i can have a discreet conversation then after that conversation you can sit there and say fuck you patrick and as long as i helped you that's you know or mm -hmm. tried to help you or talk some sense then i did my part mm -hmm. all right man definitely appreciate you coming out again and uh you know, uh, I, hey man, that this this was a pretty pretty powerful, <laughs> pretty powerful yeah. episode here, man. I definitely uh, learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, from somebody I I haven't dealt with, you know, addiction to that yeah. level, but I mean, it opened my eyes to what that could possibly yeah. be like for anybody, and the fact that it, you know everyone has an alcohol, right? It might be depression, it might be drugs, it might be whatever else that they choose to go to yeah. when they uh, want to release or when they want to, uh, you know, relieve stress or whatnot. So I will add something real quick before mm. before we close this out. And something I, I should have added earlier is like, I'm going to tell you something that really helped me was the imminent amount of recovery. <laughs> Find something <laughs> like that. Because like when I was, when I was, uh, when I was still drinking, but I was like, finding myself better that album really helped me because <laughs> he talked a lot about his addiction it's funny though because it's like damn near every time we film ppp <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> eminem the recovery album but it, it i mean was, i guess when it, you put it, it in perspective it was i see a personal why album to me like, i see why because it's like perts you know his 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 thing with pop you know it's personal to him it, you know pop spoke to him when he went through his tough times yeah so it, i mean it it I can see that because that album way. came out right when I was like going through all that, and um, and it really and like and this goes for anybody, 
find something like that because it helped me. It was funny is because like you mentioned um, when people when you stop drinking and you want to stop making stuff better uh, better in your life. People they ain't wanna hang around with you no more. And then like Eminem put out a recovery album and nobody liked that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was actually one that everybody liked. Which you're, one? You're thinking of relapse. Oh. <laughs> relapse is relapse is, is what Yes, recovery was nice. I, uh, yeah, Re- I actually recovery bought it. Recovery was was the Relapse good one. was the one I ain't Yeah, liked. relapse was yeah. the one that I actually liked. got the hard that was like the last probably CD. I didn't I bought. even buy that one. I think that was the last hard disc CD that I bought was Recovery by Eminem. Recovery was and a good one. everything else, of course, was digital. But like that, I think that was my last hard copy CD. I think I think I had the I think I ended up buying the hard copy too of that. But yeah, I didn't even buy it on Relapse. I was I was like, yeah. <laughs> the title alone told you say, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pull up anymore. He made two pretty bad albums in that mix right there. Right. But um. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, definitely good having you back. Uh, feel free to come back anytime to spark up another topic. Like I said, we're gonna have to come up with another, another, uh, you know, way to name this segment to where you know you just come in and, and <laughs> talk about your own personal issue or uh, you know something something that you you like to speak about. So, but yeah, man, definitely appreciate you coming out, man. And uh, you know, I don't know if you stand for PPP, but we can have a ball on that one, too. I'll, I'll, I'll be here. All right, man. All right, man. Appreciate right. you coming out, bud. Sure. Cut. See, that was turned off. I hope it...